Before we start today's show, I want to remind every single listener to do a few simple things. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at The Dirty Sports. Subscribe to us on YouTube and drop an iTunes review and leave that Twitter or Instagram handle and I will send you two koozies in the mail. There, I'm done. Your turn, Joe. It's official, Andy. I'm going to Denver. I mean, I was always going to Denver, but my spots in Denver are now official. Monday and Tuesday of this coming week, I will be at Comedy Works in Denver for two different shows. Uh, both, I believe, at 8 o'clock. All details on my website at JoePrano.com. But that is the tail end of my Colorado trip, which is Aspen Laugh Fest this weekend, uh, followed by Boulder, the Boulder Comedy Show, two shows on Sunday night, followed by Monday and Tuesday in Denver. Also, if you are a fan of this podcast, because you came over from a now-defunct old podcast that we used to have, I know a lot of you Dirt balls, our former kook heads. I want to let you on a very special announcement. Lachlan Patterson has a brand new podcast, the Lachlan Patterson Unnamed Podcast, and he has a very special guest on his episode that drops tonight, and it's his former Kooks of Comedy co-host, this guy. So check out Lachlan's podcast after you subscribe to ours. After you go to iTunes to subscribe to ours and write our iTunes review, you can give a listen to that. All right, let's start the show. Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host Joey. No chill, Prano. Hello, Andrew. Good, good evening. Good evening, Mister Prano. The first evening podcast we've done in a while. Is this Nick's first evening podcast? Oh, I love the evening podcast. The evening podcast. It kind of reminds me of like a like a middle school sleepover, kind of. You know, it's late. What are these late night thoughts we're going to have bouncing back and forth? The, the mornings are all right, but it kind of feels like a school day. I like the evening podcast. Yeah, I've always been a fan of the evening podcast myself. Yeah. But then when we do evenings, then I can start getting excited for the mornings again. Grass is always greener. In the mornings, we got the cold brews. Yeah, yeah. But and in the, the evenings, evenings we, we, got got the, the Miller Lights. we got the cold brews. Oh. Let, me, let me just tell all the listeners, because I think they need to hear this. What my friend here, Nick D'Alessandro, did on my right yesterday when he woke up, he doesn't even realize it. I'm watching him. You know, the guy likes to sleep in. I'm watching him from my desk. He wakes up. Be careful. You know, Nick's mom tunes in now. So. Okay, yeah. I, I don't even know what he's about to say. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Be careful. I'm, I'm fine. He walks in. I'm sorry. He wakes up. He goes instantly to the fridge. I'm thinking, okay, cool. He's getting his cold brew. He's waking up. He grabs a cheese stick. The first thing he grabs, Prano, is a, wow. a Trader that. Joe's cheese stick. Morning protein. Eats the cheese stick and then goes for the cold brew. Who is this person? That's that's how that's, that's the, breakfast. The, the pre the pre uh, 
toothbrush. Get that cheese in before you brush your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, it's an interesting thing to wake up with a craving for just a, a stick of cheese. You know, sometimes I'll take a cheese stick out of the, the wrapper and I'll put it right at the top next to a cold brew. That way I can just easily grab my cheese stick or my cold brew. I'm good to go. You'll have to hang out with my girlfriend more. Every once in a while, she'll get up in the morning and make us coffee. And her coffee machine's like wonky, so she'll press it and it won't go. And it takes a minute. So while the coffee's doing her thing, she'll often just bring me a slice of cheese and just like rest it on me. And I'll be like, I have no interest no. in having a fucking slice of cheese right now. Yeah, not when you wake up. And and one day she just literally just like laid it on my leg. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want some leg cheese that you just handed me at 9 a.m. Nick's an odd dude. Well, we knew that already. Yeah. But like to me, that was a next level of... You're waking up and you're eating a cheese stick. It's an odd move, Nick. Well, what do you want me to eat in the morning? <laughs> what I want you to do is learn how to love avocados and mushrooms and my salsa so daddy can cook for you. None of that sounds good in the morning. I don't know. I'm, I'm more of like a banana in the morning kind of guy. That's normal. Get the potassium going, maybe some peanut butter. My girlfriend also made this claim about Nick yesterday. It, it was it wasn't specifically about Nick. She made it about all people like him, but I'm certain she was referring to you cuz she is a dirtball. Secretly, I know she listens to the show and watches us on YouTube. She said anybody that's anti avocado or anti guacamole and makes that statement should not be able to have it when they finally come around. Because e- because everybody eventually, like, is like, yeah, I was wrong. If she's she's saying you should be banned once you make that claim, you should be banned for I'm life. I'm fine with not eating avocado for the rest of my life. That's fine. I'll you are that. now. Yeah, sure. You are now. Till you, I'll t- double down till you take till you till you finally acquire your taste for well, it, and then you'd be like, that's, that's I need that thing. guac. I have had pay extra for that before. guac. I have had it before a couple times. Uh, the first time I had it, it was on a donut. Because it, it, I lost it. Well, bag. this is how this see this is how things. This is this is, this is how, how it, it scarred happen. me. This is how it scarred me. It was on a donut because I lost a bet. It was my first time ever having guacamole on a Krispy Kreme donut, and I, I yak. You're like a you're like somebody who doesn't get like doesn't like baseball because his little league coach molested him. It's not this is not this is not your <laughs> this, isn't, this has nothing to do with the avocado. Well, do you know why? <laughs> do, you, do you know why I don't like ketchup? Somebody made you suck their dick with ketchup. On? You're, you're, not, you're not far off. Uh, so I was at Jared Rogers' house. He was my old neighbor, and you oh, know me. I like to sleep at Jared Rogers to wake me up. He would chase around the house, like he he would be naked on top of me with a bottle of ketchup, and then chase me around the house with the bottle of ketchup, threatening to squirt me with it. I'm scarred of ketchup. So now. you have these scar these your, your food. Things are all scarring There's issues. A story for everything. Well, congrats. We made it 600 episodes. 600? We did. The 600. It is. I'd love to know how many podcasts out there, what the percentage of podcasts all time are where there's 600 episodes. You think there are 600 podcasts with 600 episodes? I'm going to say no. What w- Rogan's on? What we were looking, laughing about? It. What is Joe Rogan on? One second, let me. Let Rogan's me on like two thousand. No, he but he he started ten years ago, right? Because Nick and I were laughing, we were looking, we were comparing dirty sports to where he's at, and obviously he's doing three a week. Joe Rogan is on episode one thousand four hundred and twenty-eight. So he's about two and a half times us. Pretty impressive. But thank you to all the dirt balls for making this 
a fun, enjoyable, and certainly entertaining ride so far. Yeah. Never a n- there's like never a down moment with the dirt balls. I mean, I I didn't even hear the whole call because I didn't have my headphones on. Cause you, you know, I, I don't put them on until the time calls for it. But I I heard a dirt ball call that we'll play later, just referencing stuff from the old episodes. It's like we it's so many things have happened. So many, so many things. I mean, you drank when the show started. Yeah, have like uh, like a binge drinking idiot. Yeah. He was trying to play for me. I can't hear it. He actually, last night, Nick tried to play the first episode after my brain injury. I just, I didn't want to hear it. You didn't want to hear it? I made him turn it off. I was like, I don't want to hear that. I've never listened to it. And and I'll be honest, you understand this as a performer as well. It's tough for me to listen to old podcasts, just as tough as it is for us to listen or watch an old stand-up bit. Sure. Just like a lot of actors can't watch themselves. I don't, I never listen to this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you just do it and then it's done and then it's out there. Yeah. You know? I used to no, go back and no listen. No looking back. That's right. You used to listen to every show after we did it. I did. I, I stopped doing that. Yeah, that's smart. You know who is uh regretting and, and looking back is uh John Beeline for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. You know, the Cleveland Cavaliers. When you think about the Cleveland Cavaliers, the in the history of the organization. There's almost nothing positive besides LeBron James. Like Mark Price, Brad Doherty. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's like, you know what I mean? That's that was their golden years. Larry Nance. Besides LeBron James. It's really bad. And, you know, I was Craig Craig Elo having a shot made on him in the playoffs. Yeah. I got into it with somebody the other day. And it was it's so funny because. You know the way the way people talk about the Cavs and like oh and then LeBron went back to another super team like how's how's Kevin Love doing these days how's uh how's Kyrie Irving doing these days how's that how's the rest of their super team now that that super team has disassembled from LeBron James how are the how are the Cleveland Cavaliers doing I mean he resigns I mean he's staying in the organization but he doesn't have to take a face of the losing yeah. that is the Cavaliers franchise. Sure. And it sucks because the Cavaliers, unlike, you know, my Knicks, for example, Dan Snyder's kind of a, a doofus, but, like, he's not a monster. Dan Snyder? You mean Gilbert? Gilbert. What did yeah. I say? Yeah. What did I say, so Dan Snyder? You're talking about the uh, Redskins owner. Yeah, also a doofus. Yeah. But he's he's more of a monster. Dan Gilbert, a bit of a doofus, but not a monster. I agree. Uh, they're just in Cleveland. Yeah. That's what makes them bad. They're Cleveland. No one will ever want to go to Cleveland. Um, I had someone vehemently defending the city of Cleveland at a party Saturday night, which blew my mind because it was someone who's born and raised New York, someone who lives in Santa Monica, moved basically from New York, had spent a couple years in Cleveland, then lived in the Bay, now lived here. So someone who's lived all over the country, vehemently defending Cleveland, and I was I was just baffled. I know you don't watch The Bachelor, Andy. I do not. You, you I think you were enjoying it the day I made you watch it here. I think didn't I didn't really I, watch it. You were I, mean, I caught I caught you peeking over. It's background noise. You, you told you told me you told me Nick's a stare. I caught you staring at the uh at the TV a couple times. You were uh, you know, you just you got you got some Cleveland See, bugs in he, here. He does that. Like I'll put on the mask singer. He just bashes it and bashes it. But then every once in a while, he'll like peek up from his computer and be like, "Oh, well, of course, Drew guys. Carey. If if there's a 
55, I have a small apartment. It's a 400 square foot apartment. If my 55 inch TV, which takes up half my tiny little apartment, is showing something, I'm going to occasionally look up. So on The Bachelor, they, they go to a lot of fabulous places around the world. Yeah. Take them, and the first place they went this season, they took them to Cleveland. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No, they just went to Cleveland. They didn't even go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. They just went to Cleveland. And the look on these girls' faces when they found out they were going to Cleveland yeah. is an all-timer. They're like, this is it. We're, we get to go to Cleveland? And for the record, I'm not saying where I grew up is any better. I just want to put that out there. I'm not saying Cincinnati is better than Cleveland. It's all the same to me. Quality of life. It's basically the same to me. But, I again, yeah, I, I agree with you. To go back to the Cavs, it's been a dumpster fire organization they arguably were best known for Jordan hitting a game-winning shot yeah. on them. Yeah, until LeBron. Until LeBron arrived. Uh, but the John Beeline thing is is really interesting. Because when he took the job, I found it interesting. You know, he's 67 years old. He was very successful at Michigan. He was very successful at West Virginia. The guy was a very, very good college coach. And I looked it up out of curiosity today. He was making $3.85 million as the head coach of Michigan, right? He's taking him to Final yeah. Fours. He's taking him to title games, multiple. His salary for the Cavs, Prano, was $4 million. And I'm assuming there was some sort of incentives looped into that. But my argument would be that's not that big of an upgrade where you're the big dog in Ann Arbor with a top-tier program. Why are you then thinking, especially again at that age, 67, that you're going to transition to the NBA. I didn't understand the move ever. Uh, I mean, I guess there's there's a couple reasons why a coach would do that, I think, uh, generally. I don't know if he was thinking that. But one is you want to prove yourself at the highest level, obviously. Two, um, the perks of being in the NBA are so much more than being in college. The way you travel, the way you get treated, the places you stay – so yeah, the th- the the extra two hundred thousand dollars is much, but like you're on chartered flights, you yeah. know, whatever. He doesn't have to recruit. His off season is his off season. Uh, there's you know he doesn't have to deal with all of that. And also in college, I mean, I think we always know. It seems like these guys when they have a great job, cut and run because what's lurking behind? You know what I mean? These guys disappear because something's up. Yeah, and. You know, whether that be something they did wrong or whether that be something moving forward, they're not going to be able to recruit because of this or that. And so just ejecting from those situations uh, before they happen. But also, you know, now he's gone into a new role in the Cavs. Maybe that was something that was uh, planned from the beginning. Be a stabilizing force for the Cavaliers, and then we'll, we'll put you into this other role. But it brings me to the next question. Let's look at different coaches. Who's been really successful? And you could almost use the same argument for college football. How many very, and I would put Beeline up there, you know, made multiple title games. How many coaches who were very successful at the collegiate level also made it work in the NBA? Brad Stevens. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a ton of guys, and the guys who did. uh... But but but, But hold on. Even Brad Stevens, and that's a great example. Never has made it to a finals. I, I'm just, and I'm not saying that's easy. Billy Donovan's done all right. Yeah, obviously never made a finals either. But like, I think I think it's a thing now in the NBA. It's it's way less 
common for it to happen as it used to be. Even even in the NFL, it seems like around sports, the move from college to the to the NBA, college to the NFL is something that's happening less and less because all of these coaches have these systems in place and they their coaching staffs get hired. Like that I feel like that happened le- way less in the past as opposed to like let's go get the the hottest college coach. So I mean, obviously, I remember in the 80s and the 90s, and you know, I mean, you think about Patino coming, and you think about Calipari, and you think about, you know, uh, all the, uh, I mean, the the how many times was the Izzos and the Coach Ks and the whatever pushed for it? And I feel like when those guys and the Roy Williams, when those guys said thanks but no thanks, it seemed to really end that move. Yeah. And Brad's, I mean, Quinn Snyder. Okay, uh, it's been pretty good, but like, who are the who are the guys who even like did it? Well, Beeline is one of the shortest ever as far as starting a season and not making it through from college. Randy Ayers, I don't know if you remember that went from Ohio State to the Sixers. No, I don't remember that. Didn't last, and I don't even remember this. Do you remember Jerry Tarkanian? Yeah. I remember that. Went to the Spurs for a hot minute. Yes, I do remember that. After UNLV. That was fun. But, you know, they're talking about uh, Calipari to the Knicks again, and then there's people just saying, like, it's 100% not happening. Like, he would never make that move again. Did you follow this story, by the way, the whole beeline thing? No. You haven't followed the whole thing about the players and what he said? No. So, you know, he had the the whole thug thing. Did you follow? You didn't follow any of this? What he said about... Sorry, I want to I want to do a quick shout out here Go while, for while we have a minute. Um, my manager Randy Siegel, she is a adjunct professor for uh, Boston University, and her class is tuning into our show. Andy, her class talent representation, representation, strategy, and contracts. So we've got students from Boston University tuning in. Up up in the comments, guys. Uh, if you're watching, uh, the only thing first of all, hello and thanks for tuning in, and second of all, listen to Randy Siegel. She knows everything. She she she's not she's not Beeline. She's not Tarkanian. She's she's the Coach K of uh, of managers and and honestly of all representation. But more, she, she she has she has a lifetime contract with me. I don't know if I have a lifetime contract. She'll probably drop me soon enough. But uh, I think you know I would like to sign her to a Coach K lifetime deal. But more importantly, why are you in school, guys? School is worthless. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, why are you in school? College is overrated. It's overpriced. Uh, you know, Joe and I are sitting on a couch right now. C- college did nothing for us to get us where we're at. I'm yeah. just saying. I mean, I did radio in college. Did so you? I was, a, I was a broadcast journalism major. and here did I, you? Here I am doing modern radio. You know, all jokes aside, I actually had a good talk with my dad about that. First uh, time I ever did impressions, Andy. Was college radio ninety one point three WLVR? Uh oh, hop on the mic here, Nick, because we have two college radio veterans. Yeah, ninety one five, the Mountain. <laughs> I not only not only did I do uh, eight semesters of college radio, I was the program director for you. for uh, for a year. I think a, a full year of it, or a year and a half. I'm looking for this quote. Why is it not here? What was Beeline's quote about thugs? And he said he meant to call them slugs. You didn't see all this? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Is, but was that part of like why he got 
that why he left? Yeah, because he called. Oh, this was it. During a team meeting in January, he referred to his players as. He said to his players, no longer playing as a bunch of thugs, saying he meant to use the word slugs. And ever since then, The Athletic released a article today. Shams, uh, what's his name? Charnia or whatever. Sam Charnia released an article today coinciding with him retiring, saying that the players, after he quote-unquote called them thugs, would always play songs with thugs by him. Wow. So just a divide in the locker yeah. room. So like apparently Bone Thugs in Harmony, who is now Boneless Thugs in Harmony. Bone died? No. Uh, everyone tweeted at me today. If you didn't see this, and I'm sure you didn't because most people don't care. I'm Buffalo only... Wild Wings signed them to do a... They did. Is that really? For real. Buffalo Wild Wings is doing a huge endorsement deal with Bone Thugs in Harmony to change their name to Boneless Thugs in Harmony. That's incredible. That was literally a joke. I love it. I love too, and you know me. I love bone. I love a good boneless buffalo wing. Does this make you like boneless thugs in harmony a little more? Yes. You know. You, see, my thing is, I'm all about selling out if you enjoy what you're selling out for. Like, I don't think it's selling out if you're endorsing something that really matters. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would never sell out and talk about any other beer, Andy. Yeah. Besides Miller Lite. Is that what you're drinking over there? The original. Light beer. And you know this is true. I do know we this is were, true. We're not going to name names, but we were approached by many an alcohol and liquor brand back yeah. in the day. And I said, never, Andy, because yeah. that is selling out. Because we love our Miller. So if Bone Less Thugs in Harmony love Buffalo Wild Wings, I love it. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to do when you're having a nice, cold, refreshing Miller Light? Andy, when I look at this can... And the, and the way it's, you know, it's sweating a little bit. It's perspiring. It is. Do you know what it makes me want to do more than anything? And, What's that? And it's killing me that Rob Manfred is straight up again. But, like, I just want to get, I just want to hold one of these, sit with you, sit with old Nick over there, maybe get Laz, Maddie Goldberg, just go out, to a, go out to a Dodgers game. Yeah. Sit in the sun, have my beer sweating in my hand. Hang with your boys. Hang with your boys. Watch some baseball. Preferably not through a net, but, you know, it is what it is. It's crazy. We're, we're going to have to start going to minor league games because yeah. I, I need I need a cold beer in my hand and some friends, some baseball. That's right, guys. Especially in oh, late February. I, I can already taste baseball. Well, Joe, when there's a great-tasting 96-calorie Miller Lite, friends should always come before followers. Here's to the original light beer. Here's to the original social media. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. And later in the show, we, we'll get to it, but I think we are going to be doing some minor league games, and there's rumors of a uh, return or a part due to the city of Amarillo. Oh, to, wow. To see the sod poodles. Interesting. Well, well I'll just say it right now. Uh, Sam, our buddy Sam, down in Amarillo, who calls the Sod Poodle games. Oh, yeah. Sammy Lev. Sammy Lev. He tweeted and Instagrammed at me from us singing the uh, seventh inning stretch. And he's he's casting that you know, that net out to see, hey, you guys want to come back. He, he, he liked, he let, you know, some people, they get a taste of the dirt balls, 
and and like Nick with avocado, it's just not for them. And some people get a taste of the dirt balls and they're hooked. Oh yeah. Some people just hook into the dirt balls. Yeah. I feel like Sammy well, got a little dirt ball in him. Yeah, I love it. And and that was that was a big trip. That was the first trip that the three of us did together. Me, you, and Bilbo here. Yeah. And uh, and when when we left at the airport, I said, "That's it for Nick D'Alessandro." Nick came out that one night. We got we we turned down for never old school Texas style, and I was like, "That's it." Nick's not returning any emails. You here thought, he is. You thought that I would be scared, or I, I was just afraid of your antics in. Uh, I I thought I thought that Houston. maybe I thought maybe the millennial in you was just like. This went some dark places. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't want to get like if this like I survived tonight. I feel like maybe I like I should count my blessings and maybe I don't want to run it back with these guys. Maybe I just go back to being at arm's length. Here we are six months later. He's living in your apartment. <laughs> well, well, there was a moment. Let's just be honest, Nick. There was a moment that night that the dirt balls just fed Prano. Yeah. Miller Lite. And, you know, a, a bunch of drinks. It was a lot. But there there was a night for sure. But I, it was funny because we went back to our Airbnb, which was in the total hood, by the way. Yeah. I don't know if you picked up on that. <laughs> what are you talking about? We were, we, 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 Houston, it's all a hood. We, we were in the total hood of Houston. And uh, I can't imagine what Beeline would have said about the, the, the people walking around our hood. Oh, yeah. He, he would have been using maybe a lot more defamatory words than the word thug. We went to Whataburger, our last Whataburger in Texas, and you you got in my car. That was your first also understanding of my reckless late night fast food decisions, which I, I need to get it I need to get a hold of. I got I got the Jack in the Box munchie meal last night. I was so embarrassed I didn't even bring it back. I parked in front of the marina and looked at the ocean and ate in my car like a fat person. That was the last night and, and th- these these nights used to happen more and more. Or, or, you know, more often. But as I get older, they happen less and less. Yeah. But that's the last night that I woke up the next morning and was like, what the hell happened? Yeah. What did I do? Where you go on, you, you go through your texts. You make sure. sure you didn't say anything horrible. You go through your Twitter, your Instagram. Make sure you didn't post anything. That was the last, that was the last night I woke up and was like, well, what do I have to, what did I do last night that I've got to, and God, we almost died in the airport. Could there's like no food? I ended up having to have Chick Fil A. Ugh, almost yacked. Yeah, all part of the dirty sports experience. Yeah, it. You know, the thing about you not drinking anymore. It's good for us. It really is. It's good. It's it's good for us for sure as a as a brand and as like a, a whole organization. You're because you you know we've always got you yeah. sober, but it does. Put a little bit of extra, like now when we go, oh yeah, everybody wants to buy the drinks. I feel you. You double the work here. I feel you. And you know, I I think part of the dirty sports and the dirtball experience is like, you know, part part of something that I'll never lose in my soul is like, hey, you support the show, you want to buy me a drink, I'm gonna drink it. That's it. Yeah, I'm gonna drink it. You're buying it because yeah. you want to show your support. I'm gonna drink it. Sure. And that can get dangerous. It can. That can get really dangerous. It, it it's can, gotten dangerous on multiple occasions with dirt balls. It can for sure get dangerous. Uh that's why I've always appreciated the dirt balls who shout out to Crazy Eye Sam Bradford in the Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> cr- cr- 
God, how many great nicknames have I come up with over the years? Shout out to him. Fat Jason Kidd's an all-time favorite. Yeah. We, we re-listened to that whole thing of you calling him, you discovering the nickname Fat Jason Kidd. Yeah. And it, it was amazing. But shout out to guys like Crazy Eyes Sam Bradford. Basically, by the way, Fat Jason Kidd is just, he's a black kid with light eyes. That's it. The end. He, he's half black, half yeah. white. Yeah. But he had light eyes, and that's it. That Looks is, nothing Jason like Kidd. Jason Kidd. Nope. Nope. Looks nothing like Jason Kidd. No, but what I was going to say is shout out to guys like him because they know that I don't drink anymore. And, like, he came prepared with edibles. Yeah. Like, you got to love the dirtballs who are accommodating for both Unlike of us. Unlike Sam Bradford, the real Sam Bradford, crazy eyes Sam Bradford came prepared once in his life. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I'm just going to play this call right now because we're, we're talking about the dirtballs. Oh. Why don't I play this call? Yeah, throw on the headphones. Uh, that, that we left, that we had left, um, as far as a trip down memory lane. You, know, you said you didn't care for any of the six hundred ceremony, but here we are. I know trip, a trip down memory I know. lane. I even told Nick this last night when I was starting to put the show together. I go, whatever, man. Like Joe and I, we're we're, we're crushing it. I, I don't need to... I think for the 666th episode, we should just do a super cut of the worst shit we ever said on the Dirty Sports <laughs> Podcast. Just a lot of evil tugs. Canceled. Yeah, just the canceled episode. Yeah. Just I, get in front of it. I, so if anybody ever wants to go searching, they could just listen to 666. Speaking of that, Moharis just texted me. Write him. Say him we're live. First of all, the fact that he does not subscribe to us on YouTube, he would not know that we're not live. He wouldn't text me. That's kind of disrespectful. Yeah. What did he ask you? When are we playing basketball? He's I, he's got the worst jump shot I've ever seen. I played the day with Ben in Venice. And he's also in the in the comments right now. Good game today, Ben. Let me uh let me you play today with Ben? Mm-hmm. Let nice. me play this call though. Trip down uh dirtball memory lane. Hey Andy and Joe, it's Reed, your number one Davis California dirtball. So in honor of the 600th episode, I decided to call in and talk about something I heard about on episode 161. Uh, about an hour, five minutes in, you guys discussed the, uh, similar to frats, as Andy put it, discussed a dirt ball handshake and, uh, I don't know, like question, some sort of, I don't know. Anyway, so the, the hand motion was the shocker, you link rings, and then the question is, when do you turn down? Answer never. So I just thought that was kind of fun. Uh, maybe we could get that started at a dirtball meetup or something. Anyway, just thought I'd call in. Happy 600th. And uh, what Ruther goes raw? Condoms are for the Lakers. I love it. Reed's a good kid. We met him at uh, Crow's Nest after our show yes, at, in right. Santa Cruz. That's right. And, and he uh, he was a good kid. He I, love, I love the call and answer. The dirtball call and answer. When, what do you turn? To, when do you turn down? Never. That's, that's good. That's an old. That's a nice throwback. That's early dirty, yeah. dirty sports. I think. I think we we maybe progressed past the sh- the shockers like the uh, the shockers like uh, condoms are for. Yeah. Like we, you know, maybe we move on. I, have as far as handshakes go, are you like? Have you noticed that Venice, California? We have our own. Like we the local the local Venice is the the slapping the slapping fist. I've just seen this as a universal Venice thing. Yeah, I can see it. I noticed yeah. this today. The, yeah, it's like the, the, it's the, the slap, the, the slap, just a just a slap and fist. Yeah, and follow up fist, and and 
I think it's I think it's correct for Venice. Well, what kind of bring? So out- we should use that since we're a Venice-based podcast. Okay, but yeah. I want to bring it back to sports real quick here. We're talking about handshakes, dude. You watch these NBA games. Like, what do they come up with this stuff? Are they practicing? Yes. And they all have individual ones. Yeah. Like, if I put on a Lakers game, I feel like LeBron's doing a different handshake with Anthony Davis that he's then doing with. Rajon Rondo or Alex Caruso or whoever it is on that team, like they all have their own individual handshakes. Yeah, and yeah, they're practicing it. Did you see, and it's amazing, did you see, I'm sure you did because it was going around everywhere the last couple of days, did you see the end of the Ole Miss baseball game where the catcher throws the guy out from his knees? Did you miss this? I didn't see it. It's incredible. It's it's the best post, It's it's a short clip, but the – the old Miss catcher throws a guy out from his knees to upset whoever the number two team in the country is. And the the shortstop who takes the the throw at second base spikes the ball. Okay. The third baseman and the first baseman run directly. They go to the wide shot. The first baseman and the third baseman run over and, and get like a, a jumping high five. The shortstop then peels around and him and the second baseman line up. And do the best jumping. It's like the Tecmo Bowl high five with extra sauce. They come down. Yeah. They come up and they get like this killer high five. And like you can see them timing their jump. They even the way they approach each other. Then they both sort of stagger step and jump. They've practiced this a hundred times. And I love it. I think I need a move. I, I've been doing. I've been real big into the Degeneration X. Obviously, it's not my own. Right. From the WWE, the old Degeneration X. I do that all the time in the apartment. Nick has no clue what I'm doing when I do that walking around the apartment. I feel like we do. We need our own dirty sports move. Or I need a move when I when I dominate these guys in the basketball courts. Right, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, by the way, speaking of basketball, I meant to bring this up before when it came up. I saw somebody in the comments section the other day call me out and say that I was playing, like, the cripple card for not participating Ooh. or the handicap card for not p- participating in the three-point contest, to which I want to say, like, first of all, the idea that this is some sort of, like, like I'm wearing a brace or I've got this leg up that I don't – I shattered my knee and – I'm not allowed to walk on it at all. Yeah. I'm not allowed to put any weight on it at all for eight more weeks. So the idea of calling me out for the cripple card. It's pretty reckless. Pretty reckless. Also, I would like to say to any dirtball that isn't currently a college basketball player, 90 days from the second I can stand on this a game, I will fuck your ass up on a basketball court. Ooh, shots fired. I And I can tell you one thing. For sure, the kind of guy who's like, oh, Prano playing the handicap card. I will fuck your ass up on a basketball court. Speaking of the handicap, when are we going to get that handicap? Pass. So I can. The the second I get back. So I can ride around in my Corolla and just slap that on. The second I get back, we should go. Because I just found out now that you can do many uh, motor vehicle related things at AAA. I didn't even know AAA had like brick-and-mortar locations. Yeah, I didn't either. But you can do anything but take your driver's test, I think, there. So you can re-register your car. Because the, the only reason I haven't done it yet is because you got to go to the DMV. But I'm a AAA member. Let's go to AAA, get my handicap pass. Oh, yeah. 
And I can't wait to pull. It's good till August, dog. And I can't wait for anybody that wants to call me out for the cripple. My doctor thinks I need a handicap pass till August. Yeah. The, but, the, the day my handicap pass expires, I will fuck your ass up on the Venice Beach basketball court. You know how much pleasure I'm going to take wherever we go, pulling up, slapping that handicap sticker, pulling up next to people who don't need it. See, the, the thing about L.A., I'll give L.A. this, or at least more fit cities. The handicapped people here usually are old people. They need it. Yeah. You go back to where I'm from in Ohio, be some morbidly obese person. You're not handicapped. You just can't stop eating. No yeah. no sympathy from me there. None. Yeah, I can't wait for you to have the handicap pass. Oh, yeah. Do do VIP parking everywhere. Everywhere. Love it. I'm not going to be looking for spots at Trader Joe's anymore. Costco. VIP. What's up, motherfuckers? Uh, I do want to stick with a little L.A. basketball talk. The Clippers signed Reggie Jackson. Nice, nice pickup. The the Clippers. So so here's where we're at, and this is what I want to say as we head into the second half, not even the second half, the last 30-plus games of the NBA season. You have the Lakers, the number one seed. The East, we've, we've discussed, is kind of up for grabs. Yeah. I mean, hard not to say that the— Bucks are still the favorite right now. With the, I mean, they're still playing fantastic. I agree, and and they still are. The percentage I looked, ESPN does the BPI. Yeah, they still are that playing out statistically favorites to actually win it all. But I, I want to talk about the West, and I think everybody, whether it's disrespectful or not, has it down to the two LA teams, the Lakers and the Clippers, about who's going to come out of the West. The Clippers are deeper. Agreed. A thousand percent. Yeah, literally a thousand percent deeper. No, they are. I mean, the Lakers have guys in their starting lineup who shouldn't, who can't start for the Clippers. The Clippers have guys on their bench who absolutely could start on the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, you know, Lou Williams is the you know third best player on the Lakers. Yeah, but, and this is what I said when I went to the Clippers game. They continue to add depth. They continue to add depth. And, you know, Tug, we were all when we were all texting about the uh, All-Star game, Tug said, are the Lakers the seven seed without LeBron James? And I said, absolutely not. I love this. And he said, I'm not a big Anthony Davis fan. I didn't weigh in on I, – I actually – I wouldn't say I'm a big Anthony Davis fan, but I am an Anthony Davis fan. But if you look around the league these days, this isn't the 90s anymore. What team is built around a big at all? And obviously we have guys who are big players who, you, you know, uh, the, the Warriors were built around Kevin Durant and, uh, you know, Giannis is seven feet tall. But, like, what teams are truly built around a big, a guy who plays in the post anymore? Denver? And? He also handles the ball. Yeah, he handles the ball. And he has outside game. But I'm saying – He's he's not running their offense. They'll, yeah. they'll run the offense through him on the block. But it's just not a thing anymore that you work inside out. And that being said, the Lakers have LeBron James, who is on the decline, obviously. But I will still take Is he? I mean, he's on the de- he's on the decline from the peak LeBron, which is a higher peak than anyone yeah. had in the history of basketball ever. But what the Lakers need to do to beat the Clippers, who are 
way more in depth is Anthony Davis needs to dominate. Because I still, in all their depth, who's guarding Anthony Davis? Yeah. Who's guarding him? I I think the problem for the Lakers is, and obviously I've watched a lot of their games, it's when LeBron's not on the court, right? Because LeBron's the point guard. Let's just call it for what it is. Yep. LeBron's bringing the ball up the court when he's out there. When LeBron's not, if, and, and the numbers don't lie, if you look at the stats, that's why I've been pushing. They need like a point guard, and they've dabbled in looking at different point guards. That's why I'm all for Alex Caruso being, if you look at Alex Caruso taking more minutes away from Rondo, I'm all for it. But it's it, this is something that has always been a LeBron James team issue. For all of the talk of the super teams and all of the talk that LeBron's had help, you're talking about Alex Car- Like, oh, you know what the Lakers need to do? They need to get Alex Caruso. Like, the fuck are yeah. we talking about? You know, what else, you know what other team has struggled when LeBron James is off the court? Every single team that LeBron James plays on. Yeah. He's never had a team. Everybody always wants to talk about the stars, the stars, the stars. And no doubt about it, Bosh... Prime Wade and LeBron James. I mean, there's a reason they went to four straight finals and won two of them. That was a team of three legitimate stars. Yeah. But even that team, besides those guys, was also Rands. Like, hey, let's get Mike Miller off a stra- scrap heap. Let's get the last of Ray Allen. Let's get, let's let's go down to you know. Uh, fucking Central America and see if we can find Birdman in a flop house and bring him back to play in the <laughs> NBA. Um, I mean, there's always those guys. LeBron James, for whatever stars you want to call him having help in his career, and he does now in Anthony Davis, he has never, ever, ever had depth. He was always making some guy that you'll never hear from before and you'll never hear from again, somebody whose name you need to know. Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso. Matthew Dellavedova. Like all of these guys. Mo Williams. But yeah, who they play with LeBron James. They're put in the spotlight. If only we could get more from blah, 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 blah. The Cavs would be unstoppable. If only J.R. Smith could figure out what to do in late in games. Well, to go back to the Clippers real quick, I agree with everything you're saying. And I said this before the year started, and I'm going to continue to say it until it happens. They're still the Clippers. I don't care what anybody says. Kawhi is obviously amazing. He's a top five NBA player. Two-time finals MVP. He plays both sides of the ball. Paul George is great. They have pieces. But at the end of the day, I don't care what anybody says. I'll, I'll keep saying it. It's the same way I treat organizations like Cincinnati Bengals, Cleveland Browns. You're still the Clippers, dude. You're still the Los Angeles Clippers. You're still number two. You're the redheaded child of Los Angeles. Until you make it to the finals. Which they very well might. I agree. Which they very well, very well might. And they, on paper, we, we're discussing it. It's true. They're much deeper than the Lakers. They but, have a better team than the Lakers. They do. But until you do it, I'm going to bet against you. Prove me wrong, Clippers. The problem with the Lakers-Clippers matchup, and this is you know when you talk about, I this is what I love to do in breaking down a playoff team. Who's got the best player? Who's got the best player of these 
two teams. Lakers. Who's got the second best player? Lakers. You think Anthony Davis is better than easily Kawhi? Yeah, easily. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm gonna disagree. Because Let's look at their per. Pull it up. Okay, the, the per is one thing, and obviously I'm a big stat-driven guy at this point. But the experience, and especially how well Kawhi has played in the playoffs, I'm gonna give the edge to Kawhi. Also, Anthony Davis plays with LeBron, so that you know that's helping him. You know, you have LeBron James as your point guard. You're going to get some easy shots. Yeah. You're going to get some easy looks. Uh, I'm going LeBron. Then I'm going Kawhi, whatever, even if you went Anthony Davis. Then you go Anthony Davis, okay? Or vice versa. And then you go Paul George, right? And then from there on out, how how far down the list do you have to go before you get to another Laker? It's tough. It's real tough. I mean, five guys? Six guys? Like, legitimately. I'll take guys like... Montrez over Kyle Kuzma. Facts. I will 100% take him. Sure. Lou Williams. Sure. I'll take, you know, I mean, the the depth on their team. I mean, is Kuzma the third best Laker? I mean, here it is. Can you see this? Yeah. This is the Lakers' updated depth chart post. In in terms of a team, like, like in terms of a, if you were had to take a guy you're building a team, sight unseen, to try to win an NBA championship. I'm not. You don't know anything about the rest of your roster. Gun to your head. Are you taking Patrick Beverly or you're taking Kyle Kuzma? I'm taking Patrick Beverly. Yeah, I agree. So you got Beverly, you got Montrez, you got Lou Williams. Like that, that that's three right there. I mean, it's tough. It it really is. Like, like, however many of the nine of the last ten finals. But the Lakers, and, and it's it's the LeBron Lakers, and somebody versus a, a squad. The Lakers have the edge in big man, probably. Yeah, for sure. That and that's precisely with, what I said. With eight, but not all, but just with with all of them. Yeah. AD, Javale McGee, Dwight Howard's played great off the bench. So, but but again, it's not a big man's league. Right. It's a guard driven league. Yeah. You know, I think the thing in the West is seven gonna be, games, and I know, I know you're not a Mike D'Antoni fan, but I didn't say that. I think, and I, and I don't think uh, that the Houston Rockets go to the NBA Finals. But one thing that this, this, the Rockets going all in on the small ball, and the Rockets going like, if we're, if this is how we're going to have to play, regardless, we may as well go all in on it. I think what it does do is it gives there is this wild card. I don't think you're I don't think you want to play the Rockets if you're either of these teams. Because anything is possible. If they're going to shoot 63s in a playoff series, like I think they're a wild card in like what if that's not the Western Conference Finals? What if it's not Lakers Clippers? Yeah. So but I, I 100% agree. I mean, the Reggie Jackson signing is, it's it's not just a great signing for the Clippers. It's like precisely what the Lakers need. Yeah. They just keep taking the guys the Lakers need. Yeah. Like Landry Shamit's a fucking dope Laker. Like if he was on the Lakers, he'd get 10 easy looks from LeBron James. It's a lot easier to play for the Clippers though too. As someone who's lived here long enough, 
I'm look. Let me choose my words carefully here on these guys. Because I instantly wanted to say it's kind of a bitch move, but I don't want to say that because it's not. But what I'm saying is when you play for the Lakers, not just in the city of Los Angeles, but in the whole country, the whole world, actually, spotlight's on you. Agreed, Joe? It's No it's, one's calling our show with condoms or for the Clippers. Exactly. Great point. No one's doing that. And it's the same way as a, as a guy from New York. It's the same way when you talk Knicks versus, you know, Brooklyn. It doesn't even compare. So... All these guys, I do find which it in- is uh, which is a valid thing that a lot of people have said. Ke- Kevin Durant bitched out and went to the Nets. Yeah, it, it, but th- that's what I find interesting. All these guys know it's championship or bust when you play for the LA Lakers. Yeah, it's championship or bust when you play for the Boston Celtics. You know these franchises that have a pedigree that's up top. So, so when these guys, whether it's Reggie Jackson or whoever, choose the Clippers, the same, you know, the team that plays in the same arena over the Lakers, I'm kind of like, you guys don't want the spotlight. Well, again, it's a whole new world in Clipperland. Jerry West is undefeated. A, a whole new world. <laughs> Write down that uh, time code, Nick. <laughs> It's a different world when Jerry West is one of your executives. Yeah. He's shown it over and over and over for 30 years. He's convincing guys that this is the best situation. Listen, man, you want to play on this team, and here's why. He did it. To Kev- he convinced Kevin Durant to join the 73-win Warriors. You know what's crazy about Jerry West? When, when all the things obviously have come out about, and this was probably already out there. I just didn't know. Um, through the tragedy of Kobe Bryant dying in that helicopter crash, I didn't know until, hey, bro, another Miller Lite. He's cueing you. All good. Brano just held the beer up. <laughs> just waiting for Nick to look over. I didn't know, though, Joe, that Jerry, who was no longer working for the Lakers, because Kobe was curious about signing with... The Clippers, right? Jerry West adamantly got involved because you know he looked to Kobe as like a father figure towards Kobe, and said, "No way, do you go to this organization and play for Donald Sterling?" Yeah. And here we are now, Jerry working for them, and like you're saying, making amazing well, moves. And, and and Sterling is proof, like so many other franchises across sports. He is one of those owners, like I said before, it, that that truly you just you you have to escape from, yeah, to uh to to have success, and they've had way more success since they escaped from him. Did you see? Speaking of it, I know we've got a lot of stuff to cover, but did you see Mark Cuban's uh tweet at about Major League Baseball? I didn't. He tweeted about Major League Baseball that how uh he's happy that they did not let him buy a team now. Because of how poorly this whole thing is being handled, love it. Yeah, because and and it's it's funny that he because he's sort of been quiet about that whole thing, but it's always been talked about a little bit that they adamantly tried to keep him out of baseball. That he desperately wanted a baseball team. He's from Pittsburgh. He wanted the Pirates badly. Yeah, and Major League Baseball and Sea League. 
vehemently kept him out of baseball, which to me is, you know, and I know we've complained a lot about Major League Baseball in the last couple episodes. I know we've complained about Manfred. I know I've been, you know, loud about how much of a piece of shit I think Bud Selig is. Mark Cuban is awesome. Yeah, love him. He, like, I know when he was young, he was brash. He was on the sidelines of Mavs games, and he was, but, like, he's been a fantastic NBA owner. Sure. He's been everything that you want an owner to be in the NBA. He's yeah. Gr- he cha- he's one of those people who changed the way NBA teams are treated by their owners. And it's just more proof that, like, not only did is did you not facilitate him getting a team, you went out of your way to block him from getting a baseball team. Well, he'd be so good for baseball. Well, baseball's at a crossroads right now, and and I'm gonna say that and not say it lightly. Major League Baseball as a sport, because of this Astros scandal, is at a serious crossroads. When you have people like Mark Cuban and their influence, people like LeBron James, even though he doesn't play baseball, obviously his global influence. When you have people like that talking about it on top of all your stars, they are at a serious crossroads as a sport. What what are they going to do? And 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 I think I think it's now to the point now that we are talking about it and it's not going anywhere and we have even more calls again about it. Everyone's talking like like at this point, Joe Manfred has to re-examine. He's not going to. It's already. Not a smart play. No, it's not. It's not a good move. But he's already he's already said he's not going to. There's a whole thing about that the they were given immunity Did you to see talk this? about it. And and but but something I, I think I'm sure you saw my tweet. The thing about this whole and a lot of people are doing it. The argument that this whole that Major League Baseball Players Association would lose their minds if players are punished. And by the way, I totally understand if you say we're giving you immunity, you can't be punished. But again, I don't know wh- why saying they did not win the title has anything to do with that. But I tweeted it and I'll repeat it here. The idea of pissing off the players' union or getting into some legal battle with the players' union. Why is no one talking about the fact that every single member of the players' union that's not on the Astros is running to cameras in spring training to say the players should be punished? I, I know. Well, it's interesting you say that because the Wall Street Journal had an article about that today. So the Wall Street Journal, I read, and I didn't get much. It didn't get much press as, as far as a news article. The article I read today was saying that Rob Manfred. Now there's this he said, she said with the players' union and Rob Manfred. The players' union is saying that he instantly offered them immunity before they even asked for it. So it's kind of interesting. The players' union's take is, dude. We, we didn't even ask for it initially. He came to us and said, everyone's going to be fine. I just need to sit down and talk with players. And he is now... Where do you have him at, right currently on your most punchable face list? 
He's got a pretty punchable face. Oh, extremely punchable. That's a great point. Rob Manfred, most punchable face. You know, like I know, I know, holding that title long term is one thing, but like holding it, just like getting that heavyweight title from him, like, like I know Benedict Cumberbatch has like you know he's got a pretty good grip on that thing, but like right now I want to punch Rob Manfred in the face way more, way more. I guess I've never really had the I want to punch Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, the name alone would make you want to punch somebody yeah. like that. Yeah. Probably everybody who's on the uh, the Mass Singer, I want to punch in the face. <laughs> I'm kidding, Nick. I'm kidding. He he's he's got to be numero uno right now, right? Yeah. He's got a real punchable face. He really does. And even his apology, you know, he issued an apology about how he worded it's just a hunk of metal. This. This lame apology. And Justin Turner just destroyed him with a tweet, which which led to him apologizing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's bad. I just said, when I was looking at this Miller Lite, all I can think of is like a beer and a baseball game right now. And, and I do have spring fever. I have spring training fever. I love baseball. and That's actually the coronavirus. And I want to go, I want to go to that Astros-Angels game. And boo the Astros. And I want to go to spring training. And I want to see the Mets play this year numerous times. I want to go when the Mets come to Los Angeles. And I want to go when they come to San Francisco like I always do. But I got to say, as much as I crave this time of year, as much as I get excited about baseball season, there is this lingering Astros thing. And the Nets and all that, I go like, like you said the other day, you were looking for Astros Angels tickets, and you're like, they're pretty expensive. And I so quickly was like, all right, fine, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like I, as much as I want to do it, I'm also I I also feel like I'm just gonna, if it doesn't get served to me on a plate this year, I'm not gonna go out of my way to like support this. Yeah, I love baseball, man. I really do, and uh, it makes me really sad. Well, it is tough. It, it's it's a tough predicament that we're in, especially guys who host a, a sports show twice a week. I agree with you. And you're obviously a lot more knowledgeable and avid of, of a baseball fan than me. But even someone like me, you know what it is for me? It's some people have their going to concerts, like Tug Coker loves going to concerts. He also loves going to sports events too. But that's what baseball has turned into to for me. Right, Joe? We go down... Like last year, we hop in my car, we go to a, a day, Reds, Padres, day game, right? It's like, I don't know, outside. I know the players in the Reds, I don't know the players in the Padres, but it, it's a nice drive down to San Diego, yeah. it's a day trip, it's a Sunday day game, we're in the sun, it's a beautiful park, it's a whole experience, and you're right, that's what's tough for me right now, saying, I'm going to give that up, but I agree with you, but, but they need to change how they're running things or they're going to lose people because they're losing people anyway. Yeah. And the, the, the biggest thing with baseball is they got to be worried about if, if you lost me, you're fucked. You lost kids who were like played soccer and you know what I mean? No one's playing baseball anymore, whatever. Like, yeah. But if you lost, if you lose me and you lose you, you're fucking this up, man. But I, and that's what we said right a couple episodes ago. If you lose guys who go to eight to ten games in let's say 
four or five different cities. We're the one percenters. Yeah. You don't want to lose the one percenters. Yeah. You don't, it's like with politicians. The minute you lose that financial backing, it's tough to come back from that. It really is. Now, Nick, I, I want to mix things up a minute. You said you created a game that you wanted to introduce. Let, let me get you on the mic here. I've had these headphones on the whole show. Because they're great, Joe, and you can hear yourself speak. Do we have music? You, 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 got, you got like an instrumental for me? I got nothing for you. We'll add it in post. It's fine. All right, so this game. You guys know about Common. He did the introductions for uh, the NBA All-Star game for yeah, players. The, he did the, a bunch of rhymes The and racist stuff. rapper. Yes. Yeah. Correct. So... I had this idea. I'm like, let's put, you know, we, we, we need more games. You know, whatever happened to Does Shabelli know? Whatever happened to Troller Moron? Let's get some dirty sports games for 600. So I came up with 10 rhymes for some players who didn't make the All Star game, but this is what Common would have said had they made the All Star game. So I'm going to, I give you the rhyme and then I'm going to leave it blank. You guys have to guess which player it is that the rhyme is about. First person. To guess gets a point. I got 10 names and a tiebreaker. Have we get to that p- moment? Let me preface before we continue. It's very complicated, especially since I didn't see the common thing. So can you give me an example of something common? <laughs> see, this is so, what I, you this give me is an what example of something common did say. So yesterday I had a tweet. I put this out, and it goes like this. Although he can't jam, he'll spread you like jelly. With a jumper so fresh, you'd think he works at a deli. Introducing the Euro Goat... Marco Bellinelli. <laughs> so you guys would guess based off of when I go Marco like this. Bellinelli. Got it. Yeah. So so let me let me just cut it. Threw cut me off with Euro goat. Goat. Yeah. Let, did did Luca die? Let, let me hop in here. It's my goat. So obviously, common <laughs> common did the intro that you didn't watch, which again complicates this game that people were complaining about. Nick was adamant about doing something. For our show, and I told him, worked very hard on this. I know. Look, we're gonna do your game, but this is what I told him, Joe. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to teach our, our guy a little too. I said, Nick. I mean, look, if we're giving up on baseball, we're gonna need some. We're yeah. Need content. But 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 <laughs> I agree. But this is what I told Nick. I said it has to be relevant. And I said the NBA All Star Game happened Sunday night. If you had this game Monday, it would have made more sense. Okay. But here's the thing. Nick Not has completely ignored me all weekend, <laughs> and I keep saying, dude. It's not relevant anymore, but here's the thing. He's, he has worked on it. I'll give him a shot. If you mess this up, you can never introduce a game ever again. All right. You guys ready for round one? So so are we buzzing in, or does like Andy go and then I go? You guys, you guys whoever gets it first. Okay. So, so you guys can just shout it out. Okay. And then whoever gets it first gets the point. Okay. So you guys ready for this? Yes. All right. Number one. I'm going to try to do my, my best common. If the mic ain't working, make sure the cord's in. Shoot up a brick, and you can count on him to put the board in. Introducing the big man. DeAndre Jordan? Boom! One point for Joe Prano for DeAndre Jordan. I got to tally tally that up right now. Great. Now they're going to hear you typing. Can you write it down? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. So So clearly I don't have to think about just... All-star caliber players. We're two in. We've got Marco Bellinelli and DeAndre well, Jordan. Here, here's the thing. 
These are all players who didn't make the All Star game. Got these are, it. These are all the All Star game snubs. I wanted to give them their opportunity. I don't know, I'm to get not sure DeAndre Jordan was snubbed, but I see where you're coming from. <laughs> okay, you guys ready for round two? Sure. He don't play in the paint. He don't got the muscle, but you can always count on him to bring the hustle. Introducing the best head of hair in the game. Uh, D'Angelo Russell. Two for Joe Prano. Andy. I feel, like Andy, I feel like I'm just going to keep winning, and let's just keep going before I break it down. I feel like Andy hasn't picked up on like how this even happens. I, I have. <laughs> I'm, I don't think he understands the key words that are going to lead to it. I understand it because he gave me one before the show, which I got instantly. It's more of me boycotting this game, but that's all right. This one might be – this one might stump you guys. When he's got the ball, you better call Saul. Don't bite on the pump fake or you'll fall like Darth Maul. Get hyping, come get ready, because here comes. Well, Chris Paul made the All-Star game, so uh, uh, John Wall. Three for Joe Prano. Andy, come on. All right, I'm going to give one for, give one to Andy here. He has the handles. He always be swerving. But his views on the earth aren't exactly curving. <laughs> Kyrie Irving. I mean, this, the, this is Jeopardy. You have to wait to buzz in. He has, you have to wait for the hand signal from Nick that says you can answer. Okay. All right, here we go. He cleans up the glass like he's a spokesman for Dove. Whatever team he's on, he fits like a glove. LeBron wouldn't be nothing if it weren't for Kevin Love. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm also mixing in my sports takes on these, too. <laughs> LeBron would be nothing. I think we should boycott the game immediately on that one. This game is reckless. <laughs> All right. There will be no LeBron trashing in your stupid rap game. Is this game over yet? What are All we right. Here? We are on round six right now. A future Hall of Famer that'll keep you on your toes. But his kicks are so whack, it's like, damn, what are those? Introducing the great washed-up. I don't know. Hall of Famer. Bad shoes? Bad shoes. Do you guys want me to repeat the, the line? Yeah, yeah, go for it. A future Hall of Famer that keeps you on your toes. But his kicks are so whack, it's Derek like, Rose? damn, what are those? Introducing the great washed-up, say it again, Joe. Derrick Rose is not going to the Hall yeah, of Yeah, what are you taught? <laughs> That's why it's MVP? Big deal. He won one MVP 12 years ago. <laughs> Derek, I was like, who's going to the Hall of Fame? <laughs> I was like, is this, I was like, is Nick shoehorning in a, uh... Again, my sports takes sprinkled in here a little bit. I thought, I thought this might be a Jamal Crawford shout-out. If you're in the YouTube comment section, please comment on if you like or dislike this game. I think I this like is Dirt great. Balls love this. They they do. We need we need more segments like this. We were talking about this. You know, this is great for ratings and radio. I think it's terrible. I think I, I, think we, I love it. I think we just got Joe here's, likes it. Here, here's why I love it, Andy. We're, we're in a transitional period with the Dirty Sports Podcast. Rob Manfred has put up the nets and has allowed cheating. Okay. Okay. The NBA has kneeled and and blown China. Yes. We're running out. I don't know. I'm not sure how long this is a sports show anymore. Yeah. We got rid of condoms are four. I think we I think it becomes dirty something and then I think we then we transition out to dirty. I think we're two years away from dirty and sports not being in the title of the show. Yeah. Two guys on a couch. Yeah. Two and a half men. There we go. I like it. Round seven. How many of these do you have? Ten. <laughs> we're almost done, guys. Don't worry. How many do I have? Four? Uh, um Joe has one, two, three, 
four, five. Is it, is it okay? Let me ask you. One this. more and I win. Uh, every, one, like one more and he can't catch he, me. He has to clean the the slate right now. Every night when I like when I say I'm turning out the lights, and I turn out the lights, and you're on your phone. Is this what you're doing? No, I, I made this thirty minutes prior to the show. <laughs> but I just saw a comment, and this is so true. This, this is like the most. This is. Nothing to disparage my old boss and my old job. This is the most dirty pop with Lance Bass segment ever. Did somebody? Is there a dirty pop listener in our comments? No, but when I see Jesus wrote dirty pop. Like this is something that I would write for a pop culture friendly show. Does that make sense? Yeah. This is a hundred percent something I would write. Just I'm, into I'm into it. I'm into it. I like in. it. All right, here we go. You know what? Here's the other thing. And, and and I'm sure you're learning a lot about Andy in your relationship, and, and he's learning a lot about you. If Andy had this idea, he'd love it. I know. You know what I mean? He's just we played, jealous We of played Does Your Belly Know was funny three times. We've, <laughs> we've played it 40 times. It's still funny. He, he he's flown Shabelli back from fucking <laughs> Spokane. He's like, dude, it's been too long without it. Does Your Belly Know. How many times can he not get Dennis Green? It's still funny. It's still funny. But by the way, we need a new game with Shabelli. I, I feel like we need a new game. I hope Shabelli still listens to the show. We need a new game commenting on his tweets. We, I think. I, by the way, I unfollowed Shabelli a long time ago. Whoa! Uh, he knows that. He knows that. Uh, th- like Joe Shabelli, ultimate Homer has got to be like. Like he should have his own website. Like Joe Shabelli, ultimate. Like I get the most random. T- like he's like, you're underestimating the Dodgers pitching staff. I'm like, Shabelli, this is what you're doing yeah. today. Are you like? No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nikki. What else you got, buddy? All right. His team just be tanking. No need to worry, cause next year they back. Steph Curry. Cold as McFlurry. Steph Curry. Introducing the golfer. There you go, Steph Curry. There. You have to wait to buzz in. There, Ruther. I tried. There, all you right, guys happy? Andy, staying alive. All right, alive. well now I'm jumping the shark here. I'm jumping. I'm jumping the gun. Just say it, Prano. Let's end this segment. His game is outdated. His jumper is frozen. Toronto don't want him. Demar, Demar DeRozan. Oh, Demar DeRozan. Who got it? That was close. I, I, I'll I, give it to Andy. Just keep it interesting. Well, let's keep it interesting. Andy's got it. All right. This one might be. This one might trick you up a little bit. Don't show him your girl. He's for sure finna rocker. His floater's so lethal, it goes over any blocker. John Rocker, former Atlanta Braves Drafted closer. by MJ, introducing... Kemba Walker? Kemba oh, Walker. Joe yeah, with the win! Could we do the other ones? No. Are How many sure? more are there? Two? Just two. All right, let's do them. He ain't from America, so you know he religious. But his defense so whack, if it were cheese, it'd be Swiss. Put your hands together and keep it going for Chris has Porzingis. Chris stops Porzingis. Another one for like, Joe. That, that was a stretch. A couple of stretches, but you know, yeah. these <laughs> rappers love stretching rhymes, you know? And yeah. shout, out, shout out to Rhyme Zone, uh, the website, for helping me out with this uh, this little game. Rhyme Zone? You, used, you had a ghostwriter? Well, no, it's not a ghost. No. It just, just helps you rhyme. Just helps you rhyme. Okay, let's, let's wrap this up. You, you try to rhyme with Porzingis. Tingus. It's not a word. Genghis. Also not a word. Fingus. Now you're just making kind up words. Word, yeah. Bazingus. All right. This was the tiebreaker had it come to it. So it's a little quick. It should be easy. So you guys got to be hot on the press for it. The Lakers are great, but damn, they should lose you. Coming to the court. Welcome. Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> nice job, Andy. 
Andy, you're, or Joe, you're the winner. Thank you. I knew that already. You know what you get, Joe? I get to take you back to your apartment. <laughs> and I take you to the airport tomorrow. And I was already doing both. So, all right, Nick. It was a good. That was a good game. I liked it. That went I, great. I'm into it. I think you should do one for baseball. Okay. So that we can. I think you should do one for Shabelli. <laughs> okay. So next no, no, week. But you had another. You had something else in the games section. That's just. You had two, uh, <laughs> you had two things in the games. That, that, that's just here's the thing. Well, we, we still have to produce that. Okay, that's another for another one. Okay, Andy. Well, are we talking Mike Stanton? Are we talking NFL? We we can. I just want to say that Nick's game. Do we have a name and for the Mike game? Mike Stanton. You meant John Carlos Stanton. Right? I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to put Mike. Nick, what was the name of that game? Uh, the rhyme a, game. It was just a common game. Rhyme time. Rhyme. I like that. Rhyme time with Nicky D. Rhyme time with Nicky D was brought to you by GTP Picks, the official. Online betting advice sponsor of the Dirty Sports Podcast. If, and also the, uh, the official sponsor of Rhyme Time with Nikki D. Yeah, that's right, guys. Stop paying your bookie. Talk to our friends at GTP Picks. They will give you all the right advice. It's a data-driven sports betting service that offers winning sports betting advice for an affordable price. There's another rhyme for you, Nick. Follow their advice and win. It's that simple. Right now, GTP Picks is offering... A limited time deal to all the dirt balls for the rest of February. And it's not that much longer, just a few more days. All GTP pick packages are 25% off. Joe, they have basketball, hockey, basketball and hockey, <laughs> baseball, golf. They have the NASCAR. Euro European Soccer League. You yeah. name it. Just go to gtppicks.com and use promo code DIRTY. D-I-R-T-Y. To unlock this limited time offer. If you like making money while watching sports, investing with GTP picks is a no-brainer. And uh, It really is a no-brainer. I got to say. They give great uh, advice. Uh, you know, from a personal endorsement standpoint, I have I have, I, I re-up monthly with GTP picks, And I have yet to lose. I have yet to not cover my own uh, subscription price. With my with my wins. Now I, we had a couple close call months where I just barely got over the hump. Yeah, you know. But every single month since I've been using GTP picks, I have made at least as much positive gain in gambling, which is the most important thing. Staying in the positive, I've made enough to cover my GTP picks subscription. And honestly, you're always gonna have big wins in gambling you're always gonna have big losses but if you can stay positive on a month-to-month -month basis you're doing you're doing yeah. okay the yeah. gtp picks has helped me do that for what are we in like four or five months at this point yeah so take advantage also nick i'm gonna need you to do a gtp picks rhyme for to introduce on next thursday's show when we go to the gtp picks ad i'm gonna need uh you know i'm already producing it perfect all right i do want to talk about this new nfl playoff proposal which was leaked via Old Adam Schefter. Before we move on from baseball, because you have it in there, can I just can I just say one thing? You have Mike Giancarlo Stanton saying, because we can do this fast, saying he would hit 80 home runs if he knew what was coming. He 100% would. Now we yeah. can do football. Cool. I agree. He 100% would. I He might hit more than that. And you know who else said that? Or didn't say 80, but who said it's, because people keep wanting to bring steroids into it. Yeah. Canseco, right? Yes. Yeah. Jose Canseco said you still have to hit the ball when you're on steroids. Yeah, he said it's a it's a much bigger advantage to knowing the pitch than being on PEDs. Yeah, 
It doesn't even compare. It, it, it truly is. And anybody who thinks that's not true, every, every, every kid who thinks he's going to be a baseball player, the, the, for the 99.9% of kids, that dream goes up in the air with the introduction of the curveball. Like with the introduction of oh shit that's uh, that's not what I thought it was that's where most most big league dreams die in JV baseball in high school yeah that's where you're that's where the majority of big league dreams die is because hitting off speed pitches is fucking hard and honestly hitting off speed pitches isn't that hard if you know those are coming yeah it's not knowing what's coming sure Joe Prano famous for thinking it's a fastball. Rolling over and hitting a fucking weak ground ball to third base. That is the story of my life. Career 286 hitter wants to fucking, because, man, I was out in front of everything. Well, moving on to football, this new playoff proposal has been introduced. The players' union for the NFL is in current negotiations with the league, and this would start in 2021. They would move from six to seven playoff teams in each conference. There would only be one bye. The number one seed would be the only team who gets a bye. And there would also be 17 regular season games and also three instead of four. So one more regular season game and one more playoff games. So Wild Card Weekend would have three games on Saturday and Sunday each instead of two. And this would start in 2021. And this is happening? Most likely. Love it. I hate it. I hate it for a couple of reasons. One, I think if you've if you looked in the past in the in the recent history, the amount of teams that have the bye, the one and the two seed that play in the NFC and AFC championship games is very high. Essentially, having a bye is massive. Sure. The idea of that happening to only one team I think gives just that huge team, advantage, a huge advantage. Yeah. And now I understand that, you know, you want to reward a team that has the best record. And I understand that they want to make teams fight a little more all the way through so that, you know, one team gets it. But I just think two teams having a buy is right. And one team having a buy is wrong. And also I'll say this. I know, you know, I know it's a very small sample size, but you brought up what the playoffs would have been this year. Oh, it's awful. And the playoffs this year would have included Great the games. Steelers and the Rams. Nick, just I know you did the, the relax for those would have been the additional teams. The additional teams would have been the Steelers and Rams. Both those teams were not good this year. No, so had straight this, up not good teams. Yeah, had this playoff format been implemented this year, it would have been Steelers at Chiefs. Rams at Packers, which I'm assuming Vegas odds, at least definitely for Steelers Chiefs, would have been a double-digit underdog for the Steelers and at least an eight-point spread for the Rams, which maybe they could have won. But yeah, I don't, I don't, and, I'm not feeling this right now. And the other, I think the other problem with this as an idea is, it seems like every year we have at least one, if not two, bad teams that get in. Because they won their division. Correct. I want to have less bad teams in the playoffs. I agree. Now, I understand that division winners got to get in, and I'm fine with that. And it doesn't happen that often, but it's happening more and more often where a bad team gets in. Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. 
And right now, with two wild card teams, it happens in the wild card era. It happens relatively often that a team wins the division and two teams from that division get into the playoffs. Like it's happened. It's it's not like it never happened. Yeah. So the idea of we need one more wild card team because good teams aren't making it. You know what I mean? Like because oh some shitty division winners in, we need more good teams in there. I just I just don't agree. Yeah. And and I know it's a small sample size, but this year you would have just been letting two more bad teams into the playoffs. I mean, look, we'll see. And do the Kansas City Chiefs still win the Super Bowl if they don't get a week off and they've got to play? I mean, I understand that the Ravens lost anyway, but. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, it's all about money, obviously. One more regular season game, one more. And why one more regular season game? I don't know. Seems dumb. They're basically removing that preseason game and moving it to regular season. And obviously, it's all about money. One more week of football, a couple more games equals more revenue. Now, I know you shushed Nick, and he he looks like a dog who's spanked on the nose. I was just trying to let you get your point. Yeah. Nick, you're a fan of it. Two reasons why. I mean, this goes back to what I said last week about this whole proposed baseball thing. It just... It's more football. No one's complaining about more football. Except the players. Yeah. So what? They're the players. They're getting paid millions of dollars. We're the fans. Except their this families. Is, this is for the fans. Yeah. Right? Next, this is for the fans. Next time we bring Sean Merriman in here, talk I'll, to, talk I'll to him, him about it. Yeah. I'll tell him. He, he already wants to kick my ass because I misspelled his name on that video. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Was he upset about it? Did he say something? He said he'll send me in the streets. <laughs> that's great. Told him I, to square up. I think I texted him about that, too. We, we were having fun with that. That's funny. Yeah. But, yeah, like, it's just more football, and it's more meaningful football. I think it brings more passion to the game. And the second reason is my team would have got into the playoffs this year. But your team is bad. Yeah. Any your given Sunday. Your quarter, any given Sunday. Sure. Your, your quarterback was named Duck. Yeah. Your other quarterback has been accused of dropping a racial slur. And the other quarterback who was injured had raped two people. You think that team could have beat... The Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. Any given Sunday. So, I mean, they could have, but the thing they is... They definitely could. They, I, I think that they match up well just because they play... I mean, they don't match up well. To they, their they, they, they certainly would have lost. But, uh, yeah, any given Sunday <laughs> is a fucking... Is a thing. But but I, I want any given Sunday to be between two teams that deserve to be there. I mean, no one thought if you don't, that... If you, don't, if you don't have a winning record, you don't you don't get to go to the playoffs. That's That's... I mean, I understand that there's a loophole in... Division winners, and that it's been a long time since a eight and eight team won a wild card. But if you're not a winning team, you don't get a chance to win the whole thing. The one thing I don't like about this new playoff proposal, I think that the NFL should adopt this NBA thing where just bring the best seven records in. Screw division winners. Screw all that. Just bring in the the, the top records. The problem with that is again, then you have a scheduling problem. If Change the schedule. Okay, that's no. fine. No, I yeah, I, I I I like the look. I like the divisions. There's something about the rivalry. There's something about playing that same team twice. It doesn't 
make you know it makes it difficult when you play that team because they know you so well. I mean, I mean, look at this season. The the Ravens got waxed at home by the Browns. I I like that. There's familiar familiar. Try it again. Familiarity. Not not it's still not right. not it. But that's fine. Say the word. <laughs> Say I it. feel I feel like you've got feel like you've got me spooked now. Familiarity. Familiar. Why can't Jesus. I say it? Familiar, famil. I can't say it. Famil. Familiarity. Familiarity. Yeah. It's not familiarity. No. It's familiarity. Not. Familiarity. Yeah. Familiarity. 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 There. Familiarity. It's not that hard. Can right? you say it in a sentence? <laughs> you know the Ravens and the Browns. The Browns beat them because the Browns had familiarity. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the new game. Ruther can't say certain words. Um, I, obviously, I like division rivals, but there, you know, it's there's two sides to every story. The New England Patriots also love that they play each team in their division twice. Good point. They've been waxing the AFC East for 20 years. Um, obviously, as a Giants fan, you know, there's a lot about playing the Cowboys twice every year and the Eagles twice every year. It's like and the Redskins, like, those are our rivalries. I am a fan of it. I, I I, just think, you know, I don't need another week of regular season football, and and I don't need more – I don't need worse teams in the playoffs. For that reason, I'm out. I don't mind the additional regular season game as much. It's, it's the additional playoff team. But we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. Again, it, it was Are the players a, getting a raise now because they have to play another game? That hasn't been leaked. Or, or is the money now just spread out across 17 games? I'd, I'd hope that the players are making more money. If if the NFLPA is doing their job, the players get more money, right? I assume that's all part of these negotiations. They said this whole deal, this new contract between the league and the players' union, could be locked up as soon as the next week or two. Hate it. I, I'm out. You're out. I hate it. You're yeah. out on baseball. You're True. out on NFL. I mean, obviously, that's that's not enough for me to not watch football, but like, I don't like it. Not a fan. It rewards teams that kind of get on a streak towards the end, though. And there are like that's not like there are, there wasn't wild card teams who've won the Super Bowl before. If a team gets hot at the end of the year, dude, you're talking to a guy who his team got hot, yeah, in 2007, and then what? Like, like you and they had a winning record. Yeah, yeah, but but my point is. Teams can still get hot. You're talking about a, a a Packers team who got hot at the end when they won their last Super Bowl. Um, you know, teams get hot mm-hmm. in the past and still also won the Super Bowl without an extra team. Is my point. I think it'd be interesting. I mean, who saw the Patriots losing in the first round this year? I did. Nah. Totally saw it. Um, I want to move on and talk about this Greg Robinson situation because it's it's uh, hilarious. Browns offensive tackle Greg Robinson according to court documents, was alleged to have 157 pounds of... That's a mar- lot of pot. 170, 157 pounds of pot in several large duffel bags near a rear cargo area in El Paso, Texas, along the border. Yeah. It's- Lay off the weed. It seems like every few years we get an NFL story about these guys. It's always weed, too. Oh, yeah. But because, like... 156 pounds of weed is so much. It's like how it's much? So much. How much was it? 157 pounds. I weigh that. Yeah, but 
weed is light and fluffy. Yeah. It's that's a lot it's like a lot of weed. For me to have 150 like the difference in size between 156 pounds of cocaine and 156 like it's you know in in space in square footage pots like 30 times. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like why you're doing also like you, these guys are both I, I I mean I know Greg Robinson for sure has made a ton of money. Sure. I don't know about the other dude uh, how much he's made but like why do you need like I just don't understand why what happened in your life that you need more than like the 25 million dollars you've made in the league. And it seems like this happens only to NFL guys. Every few years, an I, NFL I player makes it. It's trying to smuggle weed. It's like always Bam Morris had like seventy pounds of weed. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's so dumb. Yeah, I don't get it, man. Also, if you have that kind of money, so if you're a multimillionaire, like Greg Robinson for sure is, you can be in the drug game. You don't have to be doing the legwork. Yeah. Like, why isn't he just hiring some dude to do this? I agree. You can be the kingpin. Yeah. You like, You have the money to hire me to rent a car for me for me to do this for you. Why are you doing this personally? You made $6.4 million last year. So ridiculous. He was the number two overall pick. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't get it, man. Cleveland, man. I mean, dude, have Cleveland. you not watched Narcos? Yeah. Y- you know, Pablo Escobar is not the guy in the truck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pablo Escobar is not riding along the border. He's the guy calling the shots as he sits on a zebra. It's crazy to have that much money and to be the guy that's doing the moving. Yeah. I don't even move my own furniture when I m- switch apartments. You know what I mean? I hire a guy to do that. I'm not a millionaire. Yeah. You don't? I mean, I do, but you know what I mean. <laughs> it's a lot of weed, dude. Yeah. 71,000 grams. Yeah. Honestly, the thing is, that's... Dumb. That's a dumb part of it, but it really doesn't matter how much. It's it's the same amount of dumb for him to move five pounds. Not to mention, bro. I don't know if you've seen the news, Greg Robinson, in the last few years. Marijuana is legal in a lot of states. Become an investor in a state where it's legal. Yeah. What are you doing, bro? Well, he's trying to make that that fast money, straight cash, homie. Yeah. But I don't understand it. I love Greg Robinson is a guy we got to have on. Like he's the kind of guy I would have on the show and be like, "What? Like, but we didn't have it on the show. He's gonna be spending some serious time in jail. I know, but like somebody like like what's Bam Morris doing these days? Is Bam Morris in jail? Like, I want to like let's get Bam Morris on the show and be like, "What were you thinking? Yeah, like you had dough. Why were you the guy driving? I know it doesn't make any sense. You want to get to a couple dirt ball calls and then we'll end sure. this bad boy. All right, let's get to some. Uh, First, I want Nick to tell me where Bam Morris is currently. In a penitentiary. You you look that up. Yeah. And I will uh I'll play some dirtball calls. Yo, what's up guys? This is Steve from OC. Just calling and give 
throw you a hypothetical real quick. So with this scandal with the Astros being like fucking gnarly and just every day something terrible coming out, like let's say this scandal happened in the NFL, like with the Patriots on the global level. You know, Tom Brady, he knows everybody's called, Belichick's radioing every play to the defensive coordinator, all that. It's terrible. Every player across the NFL is calling out the Patriots for cheating and being scandalous. Would you boycott the NFL if Godell did nothing and then just strictly watch the XFL? Or would you give the NFL another chance, like I feel we're all about to do for Major League Baseball? Anyways, that's my hypothetical question for you guys. Love the show. As always, stay dirty. And condoms are for Robert Manfred, of course. Wasn't that the most OC call ever? Yeah, it's like gnarly, bro. bro. So gnarly, dude. So here's the problem with the hypothetical. Was Steve's hypothetical question is what if was the that Pat- Steve? Yeah, is what if the Patriots got caught doing what the Patriots got caught doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, bro, the Patriots always get caught doing this. This is that there was this scandal, and the yeah. Patriots. It. I feel like Manfred did. Took his play out of Robert Goodell's, Roger Goodell's playbook, and was just like a couple draft picks, little money, nothing happens to the players. That's that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we all kept watching. Yeah, I agree. And then the Patriots cheated and got caught again. And, and Tom all, Brady was punished for four games. And we all. Kept and then watching. they got caught again. At the Bengals game. And has anything happened with that? No. No punishment. Oh yeah. We. That's a good point. And they were talking about, oh, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Did anything ever even happen with that? We've all forgotten. Hold on, hold on. Crazy conspiracy. Yo, what if Manfred's a front to deflect, right, for the Patriots? We got to have another call, right? Cheating. Did you find out what Bam Morris is doing? Bam Morris was released from prison in 2004. All right, let's get him on the show. Get him on Currently the show. lives in Baltimore. Let's get him let's on get the him show. On the show. <laughs> uh, we have another candidate for worst call ever. Uh-oh, he's in the YouTube comments right now, too. Good. Now, we learned that the worst call ever was not a dirt ball. Okay. It was from a punch-drunk fan saying, I need to wear the Kobe no-means-no jersey. Oh, you're saying the worst call that we heard a couple weeks ago that we couldn't understand. Was a punch drunk fan, a punch drunk sports. Surprise, pocket. surprise! Punch drunk fans don't even know how to use the telephone. And this next caller also, I believe, listens to Punch Drunk. He's our good buddy. He's been in the smart studio many times. Jesus, Jesus! You're saying this is the worst call? It's up there. It's not as bad as the last call, but it it, it is definitely making its case. Bro, Jesus! And I see he's is he you, drunk. Just hear it out. I, I don't know what he's doing here, but uh, bro, what is happening? Hey, Jesus calling in from what? So, great podcast as always. Uh, but I'm actually calling in to disagree with what uh, your suggestions were when it comes to supporting our teams when they happen to be playing Astros or ways to heckle them. I actually think we need to be doing the exact opposite of uh, what you guys suggested, which is, you know, going and Buying those overpriced garbage fucking seats which are surrounded by netting now. Okay, that's what I'm going to play because I think what he's trying to say is... I can. I, I understood him. 
so far he's saying he disagrees with what we were saying about what to do with the Astros. Instead I, I, of buying the tickets and going to games where we're surrounded by netting, we should. And then you cut him off. I think what he's saying, right, is that we shouldn't support baseball in general because it's so overpriced. Well, I don't know. Do you we'll let, let, yeah, let him finish the call. You can understand this? I was understanding it fine. I mean, I didn't know that. He, I always thought Jesus was Mexican. I didn't realize he was Chilean and he's calling us from down a mine shaft. <laughs> but, uh, but other than the fact... Other than the fact that he's currently trapped in a well, uh, I mean, I'm having to focus on it, but I can hear him. Prado is so intently listening to this. All right, I'll continue the call. Paying $40 for parking, paying $20 for a fucking beer, $15 for a fucking hot dog. That, these motherfuckers are counting on us. Nick was absolutely right when he said the Astros are going to benefit from this, right? There's a bad voice now. Everybody's going to tune me. It's today the day they're going to be in that short fucking midget. I'll do it right between the eyes. A little fucking piece of shit. I'm tired. I don't want to take my off. My wife like, shut the fuck up, you little bitch. Right? <laughs> that's what they want. They want us to, you know, close this brain on. Everybody, it's time to dodge the baseball. Baseball season's here. Forget about it. Forget about us literally fucking when you're out. I'm starting to lose them. For the thousandth time. Just, you know, it's in the class. It's over. Come on. Okay, where are we? He's at a minute 20. Where, where? Turned into a Guido there for a second. Forget about it. Yeah, that, I mean, I don't know if he was in a convertible. <laughs> in, in a coal the top down. He, I, I have a feeling that he's getting poor service because he's locked inside of a room, inside of a room, inside of a room where Michael Jackson slept with children but did absolutely nothing to them. Ooh. <laughs> because that's what you do. You have rooms that lock inside of rooms that lock Jesus inside a, of rooms that lock. Jesus would call himself a Michael Jackson truther. Yeah. So what's he saying? He's saying don't don't go to baseball games is what he's saying. If you want to hurt baseball, don't go to baseball games. I think that's kind of what we have been saying, yeah, right? Yeah, but he was saying instead of going and yelling at the Astros, don't even support them. Don't go because just going supports them. I got you. You said I was right. So my whole idea of this call is this is now one of the best calls. Okay. That's the most dirty sports-esque stance and call ever. Joe, you got a pack, don't you? Oh, I mean, we got a couple more calls, and then let's get out of here. You, you want to do uh, You want to do one or two more calls? Two more. Two more. Two more. Okay. What do we got here? This one's been sitting here. I mean, it's kind of generic. You know, you know what? I'm going to do this one. This one's long. I'm going to cut you off. Guys, again, please, 60 seconds. Like, I, I just don't get, like, guys, you're calling for questions. Don't you want our opinions on this? I mean, this next one, it's a good call, but, like, minute 47. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't win with them. Hey, guys. It's your boy, Nate Dog out here in Iowa. Um, just wanted to uh, to leave a call for you guys. Uh, I haven't really heard this addressed on the show yet. Um, wanted to see if you guys had an opinion on this. So it is baseball news. Um, it is kind of been uh, overshadowed by the Astros scandal as of late. But back in November, uh, Major League Baseball, including our buddy Rob Manfred, um, revealed his plan to cut 42 of the 160 minor league teams. If you're doing the math, that's over a quarter of the teams currently in operation. Um, on the list um, is my Clinton Lumber Kings. Uh, that's my hometown team in, in Clinton, Iowa. I also work as a scorer on that team. Nice. Um, so um, I, I have some involvement in the in the organization there. The motivation or the reasons that they're giving seem to be the facilities and and the salaries for these players. So. 
the facilities for minor league teams, if you didn't know, is, is pretty much done on the local level. So for, for my team, the Lumber Kings, that's all done locally. It's done with local funding by the, by the folks on that, on that small grassroots level. But the salaries are paid by the big league clubs. So the player salaries, which I agree, are, are pretty pitiful down, especially down at the single A and, and farm level. But that's not dictated by the minor league teams. That's something done by the big league clubs. So I don't really quite get what punishing the minor leagues is, is going to do there. So I um, wanted to see if you guys had any, any thoughts on this. Um, I haven't heard you guys address it. And like I said, it's kind of been overshadowed by this Astros news as of late. Um, but, yeah, if you have some ideas, I'd, I'd love to hear it. Thanks, guys. Okay, so 40% of minor league teams are being cut. It's a huge percentage. I did see this. We have not talked about it. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I hear the thing about the facilities to which I will say the majority, if not 100% of minor league baseball, professional affiliate stadiums are – Better baseball fields than everybody that's playing on them have played for 90% of their life. Like, yes, if some guy went to, you know, Miami or Florida whatever. State. Florida State. Like, the, the 11 baseball schools that have incredible facilities. Yeah, maybe the locker rooms aren't great. Maybe whatever. But, like, as a baseball player... A lot of times you're going into a shitty fucking park, league, like the, the dugouts. Like you don't need I've, – I've played and coached at UCLA's uh, stadium. It's not that nice. You know what I mean? So you're playing at a big Pac-12 baseball school. It's not as nice as a minor league ballpark. What, what, I, I imagine 99.9% of minor league ballparks. I just think having more professional baseball is good. I think having more teams means more guys get playing time. If you're going to keep the same number of guys getting drafted, and you're going to keep the same number of guys in the organization, but you're going to get rid of teams, that just means less guys are going to get playing time. If these, if if the area supports it, and are make and it's making money and it's providing jobs, I don't see why you would why you would cut it. Um, like said, the 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 pay for minor league baseball players is horrible. So how dare Major League Baseball complain about the treatment of minor leaguers? Maybe pay them more than four hundred bucks a week. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure. I'm sure, because I know a lot of guys who played minor league ball. I'm sure all those guys would be like, I don't mind playing in fucking Dubuque. Give me a raise. Yeah. Because not all the big drafty, like the big drafted guys, they're fine. But the majority of guys are playing for their salary. Sure. And we we get it. Not every stadium is Hodgetown. Right. Shout out to the Amarillo Sob Poodles. Yeah. And, you know, uh, give, I, I would say before you cut stadiums, give them a chance to upgrade. Say this is the base level that we have. And if you don't qualify by 2025 with you know, X amount of air conditioning in clubhouses or this or that. Then we're getting rid of your team. Well, and, and and again, and I understand that he's saying the funding for the facilities is mostly at the local level, but. But that's the thing. Give them an opportunity to step it up but or lose their team. Not only that, 
if you're an owner of a team, you most likely have hundreds of millions, most likely billions of dollars. You can't throw a bone to your affiliates. Right. It, it, to, to me, they, just, but they they won't do that, and and they won't because it, the affiliates move from team to team. Like one year Vegas is this team, one year it's this. It's like it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, yes, pay your players more. You make a lot of money. Yeah. You want you want to wrap it up? Sure. Let's do it. 310-359-8365 is the hotline. Joe, we made it 600. 600. 600. Feels good. Feels, feels good. Feels damn good. Got to get that knee, knee together. This is 100 episodes of Stay Dirty. Oh, yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll get the knee better. I'll be in uh, Colorado this weekend. Aspen. Friday and Saturday. Boulder Sunday. It's official. Monday and Tuesday, I'll be at the Comedy Works in Denver. So a lot of dirt balls in the Denver area have reached out. Go to the Comedy Works web- website and get tickets for Monday or Tuesday because I'll be in Colorado. Follow me on Instagram at Joe Prano. Follow me because if you had done that, if you follow me on Instagram at Joe Prano, you already know. That I'm going to be in Denver. You know that I'm going to be in Aspen because I put all my shows up there. Follow me on Twitter at Fix Your Life. Go to my website, Joe Prano. See if I'm coming to your town, which I am if you live in Palm Springs or Birmingham, Alabama, or those three places I just mentioned in Colorado. Cool. Nick, what do you got? I'm going to use my plug time to plug something I just found out about two days ago. Dirty Sports has a subreddit. Do you guys even know this? We have a subreddit, and it has a decent amount of following. But I think we should let, – let's point the dirt balls in the direction of the subreddit because I want to see some content there. Maybe we can use that for our own content purposes. So go to the Dirty Sports subreddit, r slash Dirty Sports. I did know that it existed, but it seems like it's gotten cold. Oh, yeah. It's been off for like about two years. So if you're a dirt ball who's into Reddit, get it going again. I've just, for the first time, like I think a month ago, finally put the reddit app on my phone because i've gone to reddit a bunch of times and they're always like do you want the app or just i'm just like let me just visit the fucking page and now that i've got the app i'm doing a little bit more exploring uh so yeah good time to bring back the reddit yeah well uh i'd like to plug my 23 and me that has officially cons- confirmed i am uh 100 white boy you're 100 percent white is that true basically 99.9 percent White. Wow. I am uh, extremely, extremely white. This isn't a plug, you know. This is just you reading your 23andMe results. Uh, I'm not. I'll, I'll tweet it out. Anyway, guys, thanks for sticking around. Thank you for the support. Uh, don't follow me on Twitter. Don't follow me on Instagram because you won't. So many of you still just, it just blows my mind. So I'm, uh, I'm just not caring today. I care more about you following Dirty Sports on those things and subscribing to Dirty Sports on YouTube. Uh, all right. Cheers to 600. Let's get to 600 more. Have a great weekend, Dirtballs. And as always, stay dirty.